Capital City Music. What a beautiful song. Child of God. It's Risenstein. It's Victory 91.5. It's Friday morning, and Ray Haynes is in. And when Ray Haynes comes in, one of two things happens. Actually, um, yeah, one of two things happens. I just hope food, food would be involved, but I'm guessing that's not one of them, but okay. <laughs> you're, you're either teaching or you're preaching. Um, and... And right now, this teaching on Pentecost is probably eye-opening for for a lot of folks. Oh goodness! Uh, there's been there's been so much uh, talk about you know the Old Testament and the New Testament sure. recently, and this is just one God. Yeah, mm. one, one God, Same one, one one story, <laughs> one story, story of Jesus. Yeah, and you, you just can't separate it. As try as you might, you know, for Jesus, you know, if you want to go and take all the words of Jesus, um, somebody said ten percent, or is it thirty? Maybe thirty percent are just the words in the Old Testament, most in Deuteronomy. So, you know, this connectivity that we try to show you every year, uh, every festival, and every feast, we do that to show you so you can really see Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can't see Jesus from from the Garden of Eden down to the cross, you're going to miss this beautiful picture. I mean, it'd be like getting married without any kind of dating without any kind of relationship without any sweetness to bind to pull the thing together you know you think about god doing this thing over four thousand years and uh, the intricacy how mm-hmm. romantic this is mm-hmm. that's what i love about the whole the history is it's it's the romance mm-hmm. and you don't want to throw that away so this uh, ironically is uh this third part is the countdown to a wedding what what is it that pentecost is what is this festival and that we as Christians now uh, celebrate over this weekend? So keep in mind, again, it's because it's a little involved. There's actually math involved in this one. <laughs> uh, the Passover season, it's it's 50 days ago. It was our betrothal or engagement to God. Jesus dies. Mm-hmm. Bad. Then he rises from the, from the grave. Very good. Stays for 40 days. And then he leaves promising he will return which is kind of the goal you have every day when you leave for work or if you separate you come back together the idea is except you guys which you, you never do <laughs> you just always oh, there but no more like for most of us we leave we come back we leave we come back uh in a jewish marriage before the wedding the groom leaves for an unspecified amount of time it's not known exactly when he'll return, but it's important to know that he will return. All right? that, that is the origin of the bachelor party. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but he's gone to prepare a place for his bride to live. All right? So he's he's not just, I got to go. You know, I've had enough, 40 days, I'll be back, <laughs> maybe later. He, he's actually going to get the, the place ready. So Jesus ascends into heaven from Mount Zion promising to return for the disciples. In Revelation, we learn that he's, in fact, going to return to Mount Zion. Why is he coming back there? Because he's got to get his bride. All right, he left there, he returns there. So each year since the time of Moses, now, um, Shavu, Shavuot, however you want to pronounce the Hebrew, or if you want to sing the song, Shavuot. Shavuot. <laughs> that's, that's as close to the song as he'll give you to. Uh, <laughs> I just got the look. <laughs> <laughs> Was so, that out loud? <laughs> it's easier to go with Pentecost. You'll probably get that one pronounced right. But okay. uh, ever since the time of Moses, uh, Pentecost was when Israel would stand before God on their wedding day. 
you have the canopy. Now, if you, Kelly and I were married under a canopy, it's basically just this little tent thing, sometimes on poles, sometimes not. Oh, but, but. The hoopah. We love the hoopah. So that was represented by Mount Sinai. You have a ketubah, the marriage contract, which is the, the Old Testament, the Torah. And the stipulations of the covenant, which included that you're going to live together. There'd be a homeland. That's Israel today. A temple, which would serve to maintain the covenant. Of course, guess where the temple is now? It's you. Hmm. So you're maintaining that. You keeping yourself holy and pure and as as one's apart, you're the temple, all right, as, as a Christian. Okay, so Passover was when God promised to marry us. Shavuot, or pa- Pentecost, is the marriage itself. The seven weeks in between are like the seven days that a bride-to-be counts. It's in preparation for her wedding when she purifies and readies herself. All right, weeks, literally seven days a week. Weeks is a name that speaks of the road, which must be traveled to accomplish our goal. All right, so it's your journey to the marriage there. Uh, Biblical Hebrew is so very different from our English language. One of the big differences is the verb tenses. All right, in English, we have, we have past, Mm -hmm. we have present, we have future. All right, God gave, God's giving, God will give. Get the concept? Mm -hmm. It's a little verbiage. We've done math. Now we're on to English. All right, biblical Hebrew has only two tenses, and that's really important. There's a perfect tense and an imperfect tense. That's it, not past, present, future. There's perfect and imperfect. So the imperfect tense is that which is not yet. It's not done or it's not completed. The perfect tense is that which is done, complete, and finished. Now here's where it gets interesting. So if you've ever struggled with faith, it's probably because you're thinking or reading the Bible in English. So the Bible describes things that are yet to come in the perfect sense as if they're already completed. Mm. That's why faith is necessary. Some call this the prophetic past. So God can have a finished work that hasn't happened yet. (laughs) To the English mind, what? Uh, Like our salvation, right? You're, you're saved, you're being saved, you will be saved. It's a, it's a faith concept that works in Hebrew, not so well in English. We're becoming what we already are in him, all right? Being born again is to be born from above, from the finished, perfect work of God, all right? So we look at our problems differently when you look at them from a heavenly point of view because they're already resolved, mm. all right? So when we watch or listen to Jesus, I want you, I'm just going to read a scripture, but I want you to think about this with the verb tenses that way, okay? When we watch or listen to Jesus, he's thinking and speaking always from the perfect tense. So even when he says, I'll be back for you, it's already a done deal. (laughs) All right, he's not thinking, I'm going to do this. He's just saying and showing you something so you understand that he will. He's just, he's living it out in front of you, all right? So think of Matthew 6. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow was thrown into the oven, Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Mm -hmm. and all these things shall be added to you. So he's already saying, 
the moment you seek, they're already there. Mm. So, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, because you realize tomorrow, for God, is in the perfect tense. It's already happening. Mm -hmm. So, tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So, if you go through Scripture and just kind of shift yourself back and think about the Hebrew tenses, Mm -hmm. as you read, you'll start to realize when God says or makes a promise to you, that's like money in the bank. It's already happened. He's just letting you walk through the situations, but it's already a done deal. And so that's really a significant part when you get to this conversation of Pentecost or the marriage. Everything's stuff you're just looking at, so you'll know Mm. that it's real. That's cool. That's cool. And I remember when I was a Latin major, there's a lot more tenses. There's past perfect. There's blue perfect. There's future perfect. And, and I remember the professor saying, hey, you know, if you studied Hebrew, it would be a lot easier. Because <laughs> there's, there's, there's only two. Hey, I'm Trey Lewis.